how are people listening? And in America, they're definitely moving over to the mobile phones, which I don't think should surprise anybody. They started with 42% of people listening on mobile phones in 2013, and in 2016 that was up to 71%. Now, the South African audience has always been very mobile orientated. So in our case, there's a little bit of influence that big content providers has on that. Um, but in our case, you know, we've always been very, very mobile. The next important question is, you know, this audience, do they actually have money? You know, can you do, give them advertising um, and do they have disposable income? And this tracks in the United States the average amount of households getting more than 75,000 US dollars a year, which for the general population is 35%, and for the podcasting uh, group, 45%, so it's significantly higher. Now, unfortunately, we don't have access to the income of the people listening to our podcasts, but I did do this interesting comparison. So you'll see on the left-hand side, those are the devices that Vodacom has got in the network, and this is a study which came out in February this year. Um, and if you compare it to the actual downloads that we're getting on our own on the right, you'll see that there's a very high percentage of um, Apple users that are on the network and um, which logically leads you to conclude that it's people with more disposable income. Um, also, and this is from Edison again, if you look at the uh, level of education of podcast listeners, so on the left-hand side you have people with high school or less going all the way up to grad school, grey is the general American population, and pink is people listening to podcasts. You'll see that uh, the podcast population are generally better educated. And that's sort of the, the sum which they came to when, when they did the research was, if you look at podcast listeners, they look like anybody else. So people often ask us, you know, on a radio station, you know, what does the podcasting demographic look like? And the answer is, they look the same as the other people listening to the radio station. So that's what, um, what Edison found as well. It's the same distribution of your know, political affiliations, of interests, of religions, of everything else. The one big thing which was different was disposable income and level of education. Another very important thing is, are these people open to advertising? Because that's currently, a, most people still prefer to listen to advertising in exchange for free content. And um, this is also a model we like because it's close to, to the radio model. And what Edison did here was to follow um, people um, following brands on Facebook, or to track people following brands on Facebook. General American population, just over a quarter of them would follow a brand on Facebook, whereas if you look at podcast listeners, almost half of them. So these are people that are very interested in brand information, provided that it applies to them and it's stuff that they find interesting. And then the other thing which came out of this study is um, podcast listeners listen to a lot of content. Um, on average, uh, people that would listen to a podcast, uh, um, at least one podcast a week on average would listen to at least five hours uh, um, of content. And if you look at, um, at podcasts amongst podcast listeners, it's the number one source of audio content that they listen to. And also if you look at um, their Edison share of ear study, if you look at smartphones, then um, AMFM content is tied with podcasts, and if you look at your young demographic, your 13 to 34 year olds, it actually leads. So they're listening to more podcasts than they listen to AMFM content. 
And um, I don't know if any of you has got teenagers or young kids in the house, but I can tell from personal experience, my son only consumes content on his tablet or your mobile phone. And um, this is a South African study that Limelight did, which also just came out. I actually received it just before I came on the conference, so I haven't had time to look at all of the stats here, but this one is quite interesting. So it tracks how South Africans listen to radio, and it's a, um, a study with close to 34,000 respondents. The question is, how do you listen to radio? Gray, I listen to live radio. Uh, light pink, listen to online radio. And uh, um, dark pink, I listen to podcasts. And what you can clearly see here is that your Generation Z, which is on the left-hand side, 18 to 24-year-olds, are very, very um, smartphone-orientated. And this is, you know, once more, the same things that dear Martin listen. Chris Price from BBC has been saying in the conference as well. Um, this I got from Jane Morgan that did the first person and has got a podcasting company. And so why do people listen to podcasts? Um, because you can time shift. You can listen when you want to. You don't have to be at a fixed, you know, fixed time uh, tied to your radio. It's also flexible. You can skip. You can rewind 30 seconds. I often do that when I'm in traffic. You know, you miss something and you just go back and you listen to it again. Um, it's engaging, um, niche-rich content. Also, quite often content that you can't find anywhere else. And very often content that can't be broadcasted anywhere. So we have a couple of rather edgy content providers on our platform. And then it's a community. You can share content. People talk about it. And it's also very easy to engage with the people creating the podcast. Yeah, podcast is a one-on-one -on -one type medium. And people often forget that. They think of the podcaster as their friend. You know, he does a show for them, and then they listen to it, and they're you know, his fan. So, and, and that's a very powerful thing. So your audience, in short, is young, they're engaged, they're loyal, they're very mobile, uh, they're a well-informed and well-educated audience, a high-value audience, um, very open to advertising. And then this is one of my last slides before I hand back to Neil, something which I find interesting, especially the first time it struck me, because I actually fall into this category. So there's a rapidly growing demographic who doesn't have a TV, they don't read newspapers, they don't get magazines, they don't listen to the radio. They block ads on their mobile browser, on their, on their browser, and many of them doesn't even have publicly accessible mailboxes, so you can't even put um, mail into the mailbox. So how do you access these people? And the answer is they listen to more than 20 hours of podcasting a month, and there they're very open to be approached. And with that, I'm going to hand back to Neil, who's going to talk about the strategy of mining this resource. Okay, so we've uh, heard about uh, the valuable audience uh, that podcasting brings. How do you actually monetize that? Well, the first thing you need to do is build a strategy. And it begins with figuring out why you actually want a podcast. And there's many, many reasons why you should want to do that. Um, but the first thing you need to figure out, or the first thing you need to identify is that you need to build a loyal, online, engaged audience. You need to, you need to understand what that audience, what their consumption pa patterns are through rich, deep analytics. 
You need to know where they're listening from, what mobile platform they're listening from, what time they're listening from, what the demographics are and what their interests are. This will assist you in create, creating a richer value proposition, which is valuable to your brand as well as to advertisers. And of course, podcasting can help in generating additional revenue for you. So next you need to stake your claim. As Brad, Brad Brown specifically mentioned in his talk, you need to do this by selecting your niche. You need to develop, select your tribe and you need to develop content around that. It doesn't have to be for mass consumption, but if you can find a small pocket of loyal, engaged uh, listeners that, that are extremely loyal to you, that is of huge value. And then you need to start creating your golden nuggets or your content. Your, your nuggets need not be a copy of what you're doing on air. They need to be very unique. They need to have the potential to go viral. They could be extensions uh, of, of what you're actually doing on air. So you do snippets on air and you promote to the larger version of your podcast. And ideally they need to be produced and very clearly thought out. You are the content kings. Podcasts allow you to express this through a gift that keeps giving. Plus, this is the Wild West. There's no censorship. Um, for now, as, pod, as uh, Francois mentioned, there's some very, very edgy podcasts out there, so you can really express yourself without, uh, without being restricted. The next thing you need to do is pick your tools. This is critical, as you're only as good as your tools, and you need to, have a uh, you need to pick a dedicated senior resource to manage your podcast strategy. It can't just be an intern that you're kind of giving the project to on the side. It needs serious focus um, because it's way too important not to be ignored. And it needs to integrate into your overall strategy, your on-air strategy, your social strategy. It needs to all be integrated together. Next thing you need to do is pick your partner. A partner to host, deliver, and manage your podcasts. A partner who can provide you with a reliable, superior platform. Data is king, and the platform you choose needs to be able to give you very rich analytics. Podcasting is a digital play, uh, unlike radio, and it can give you very, very detailed analytics that can help craft your strategy, both your digital strategy as well as your on-air strategy. By understanding your uh, digital audience or a subset of your audience, you can extrapolate that to your on-air audience as well, which can help you with your on-air strategies as well. And you need a partner that, that innovates and assists you in uh, achieving your strategic objectives. Once you have these, you need to use your strengths. Use your on-air social media properties to promote your podcasts. Use your talent to create the content uh, and formulate an integrated on and off-air strategy. The beauty about traditional radio is that you've got a mouthpiece. Use that mouthpiece to promote your, your, your digital content. Use your talent to promote your digital content and your social media. Once you've created your content, then it's time to go to market. And in order to do that again, you need to pick a partner that can help you go to market. You, with, a, with a platform that allows you to dynamically insert targeted ads based on location and demographic. Unlike radio, podcasting allow, allows you to get live, detailed analytics and reporting, as I mentioned, as to time of listen, location, demographics, etc. All of which allows you to make your podcast offering far more attractive to advertisers. 
Also, select if you can select a partner that can actually help you generate revenue. Sometimes you're you're so used to generating traditional revenue through your traditional means um, that it sometimes becomes a little bit intimidating how to actually sell this uh, this uh, podcast content. And the partner that you choose can actually help you in monetizing that content. So all you do is you create it, and your partner can help uh, help generate re revenue. So once you're on the market, then you need to list your business. And this, you, you need to do this by letting everybody know that you are here and you're in the podcast game. Again, use your strengths, use your PR tools, your social media to promote the fact that you're podcasting. There's no point in creating all this beautiful content and getting yourself in a position to monetize it without actually letting everyone know uh, about the content. Brad Brown uh, yesterday mentioned uh, if you spend one day creating a content, one, one day in the month creating content, and the rest of the month promoting it, it's better than creating content every day and not promoting it. Next, you need to establish your price. What we, what we found in the market is for a 15-second top and tail ad, uh, so this is what you would use to use a platform for to dynamically insert these ads, again, based on location, etc. We found that the average price is around 150 and can fetch up to two rand an ad, um, depending on the measurability and the quality of your audience. Once, you, once you're on the market, you need to protect your price. Keep your stock on a private market, as a, uh, a private market and a closed platform as opposed to a public market, programmatic type market, where there's a temptation just to dump your stock, uh, which will actually drive your price down, which is a race to the bottom. So you need to actually protect your content, and you can't just allow um, uh, any type of ads to flight on your, on your podcasts, because that will devalue your podcast, and it could offend your audience as well. Um, like you've seen in, uh, in online sort of uh, web-type banner advertising, you'll get an inappropriate banner getting displayed on an article that absolutely destroys your, your, your advertiser's brand and your brand as well, and you don't want that to happen. So you've got to protect your price in a closed market. So then you're ready to sell. And there's a couple of ways you can do this. You obviously can use your in-house sales team or you can use your partnered agencies to do that. And the third leg, obviously, is a partner that can actually help you monetize uh, the podcasts. And ensure, obviously, that your sales parties are, are informed, that you've got the right collateral, and that you've uh, remunerated them correctly. So, does this all sound interesting to you? Is podcasting something that you'd like to do? What can you do right now to get that going? So first, you've got to seize the bull. Select the champion within your organization to drive your strategy. Then you need to obviously get the nod from the, from the boss, from the stakeholders, um, get their buy-in that this is something that you want to focus it on. You can't just have it on the side where, um, where there's no focus. You absolutely need focus. Then, you, uh, then select your uh, partner and your platform. Again, with all the, with, uh, all the analytics and um, innovation that you need and one that can generate your revenue. And um, one that is stable, obviously, and feature-rich. Then you start creating your content. Create your content, test your content. Once you've got it up, test it. Analyze the data that comes out of that content. It's a huge amount of very, very rich analytics that'll come out of that. And then uh, sell. And once you've sold, look at the feedback. Look at the reports uh, that the ads have generated. So you can take that back to the advertiser and show them ROI. The nice thing about podcasts 
is you can show a direct ROI, especially with a top and tail type model. Reach is actually predetermined. We all get that question all the time about reach, which is a very complicated uh, answer. You're unsure about it. You're unsure about how many ears have heard it. With podcasting, you can actually guarantee that pre-campaign, which advertisers find very, very attractive. So reach is actually determined by budget. ROI is predetermined. You don't have to make up uh, very creative ways to show ROI. It's all predetermined. So, what's next? You take the blue pool, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the gold pool, you stay in Wonderland, and we show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So that's it, what's it gonna be? Will you be a conqueror of the new content world and keep its rewards? It's your choice. By the way, Arthur earlier also suggested that you watch this movie, so you might wanna, wanna take a look as well. Thank you very, very much for your time. Here are our details. Um, and if you, if you want to find an expert partner, this is where you found it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Any questions from the room? No one here? Stan, who... You don't have a question, Stan. <laughs> we kept you. We kept we kept you throughout the the talk, so that's good. <laughs> From my side, somebody actually came up to me yesterday and said, "How do you know that podcasting isn't a fad?" And uh, I know we've seen it in other countries uh, last for several years, and it, it seems mm. to just keep going. But as content creators, you, you feel like you always have to keep up with the next best thing. We're doing you know, live radio, we're doing podcasts, and we're doing all of these things. How do you two feel about the future of podcasting long term? Well, who of you waits until it's Wednesday, 8 o'clock, and then you sit down in front of your television because at 8 o'clock Game of Thrones is going to start playing. And so the short answer there is people are moving to content on demand, um, and that's what we're basically betting on. So if you look at the elements, sure, there's certain trends which goes up and down, but it's about the uh, convenience, it's about the sort of analytics that you can get. Um, the cool thing about the advertising or programmatic advertising is that you can give advertising and content which is specific to a person and there's more and more brands music so started off you know uh, with with uh, um, digital uh, uh, series on television but your newspaper your music all of those things are going to predictive type of models which is data driven which gives you a personalized experience and the power to choose how you want to consume your content and i think that's a fairly safe bet at least for the next couple of years neil from the money side? Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> you know, audio has been around from the beginning of time and uh, the ability to access that on demand, like Francois says, I can't see that going away. And we, the, 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 the benefit of being able to sort of multitask, except for the man when you're listening to, to content, um, it gives you the ability to do other things. So I can't see that going, going away. And with the trends um, and, and growth that we see in podcasts, it's, it's, it's definitely something to pay attention to. And where there are trends, there's money. And uh, that's where the monetization comes in. So as long as you've got interest, as long as you're appealing to a particular audience, as long as, you, as long as you're rewarding a particular audience, there's always going to be ways to actually monetize that audience. 
get a slide on it, but there's a number of studies which is showing how people are moving back into spoken audio. And you know, humans, we've been telling stories since we could speak. That is, you know, that is where everything comes from. That's the power of radio. And if you look at media, radio is still doing really well against any other traditional type of media. And it's because it's about you know, audio, it's about connecting to people, it's about the, the stories. So I think um, combined with the digital element, we love stories and people are moving back into that and rediscovering it. I, I think the only, <laughs> the only thing I can think of that could, uh, that could actually take over um, audio and maybe we need, you need to speak to Arthur about that is uh, if you podcast your thoughts and you can put your thoughts from one brain to another. I think that's the only way really that, you, that, that, that it can compete with the ability to, to listen to something we've been doing all our, since the beginning of time. In 10 years, I will, I will just broadcast yeah. to you whether that worked or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, on your show? Yes. A lot of people are, um, are very nervous to get into the podcasting environment because of the, of the fad of, of the YouTube star. If you look at Casper Lee with his 1.5 million followers, um, what advice would you give to people who are, who are looking to choose between the two? Would you, would you go with only audio or would you look at YouTube as well? As a um. Yeah, I think, I think uh, video... There's a few problems with video. Obviously, it's expensive to make. You've got to look good. So people, are, people don't look good all the time. And it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's very image-focused, where audio is very, is very opinion-focused. It's, 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 it's a lot truer. So you could get literally um, Kanye West or whatever sitting in the bath, which is a terrible thought. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe could someone... <laughs> Maybe his wife sitting in the bath and, and, and recording her thoughts. Uh, it, it's a lot more of an intimate uh, expression. I think you would always need more. Oh, sorry, you'd always need both of them, depending. But the ability, if you've got a sexy voice and you're not, <laughs> you're not extremely attractive, you could have, and you've got a good story to tell. You could be as big as those, as those stars in audio. Audio is something you can quickly record. You don't need to look good. Um, and you can quickly quickly get it out there, especially from a bandwidth point of view. You know, it, it's, it's a very digestible um, format, and it's a very personal format. You're finding everyone's listening on the phones, you're doing that in your head with your headphones. So that person's literally in your head, um, which has got its value. On Iono, you have several, or quite a few actually, channels that are created by uh, traditional radio stations, digital radio stations, people, probably like the people in this room, some of them who are creating you know, live radio as opposed to particularly audio for podcasts. How do you see the future of, of that, of the interaction between uh, radio stations and podcasting? Um, are we always just sort of going to dump audio, if I can call it that, on, onto audio archives? Or where do you see that going? I think it's a combination. It's a space which is really interesting and exciting for us. So radio has got a very good history and background and grounding in how to produce good um, quality audio content. Somebody asked me yesterday, how many podcasts do we have that doesn't come out of the radio space? And a lot of our really good independent podcasters grew up in the radio space and has moved out. Um, but the two mediums are different. And, and the analogy on our side is sort of live streaming versus podcasting. 
Um, and both of them are very useful, but they've got different uses. So sort of in a radio space, there is one component which is just catch-up, being able to listen to something that you've missed, um, and especially in well-produced segments, that's very powerful as well. Talking about old people, one of my favorite stories is a guy phones me one day. He's in his late 60s, and he says he loves Iona because him and his wife would work the whole day, but they love the soapy and RSG, and then they get home, and his wife puts on the kettle, and she gets the rusks, and then he puts his phone on the table in the middle, and they switch it on, and they sit down at the table, and they listen to the soapy. And that's how they unwind every day, and it's a beautiful story. I love it. Um, so just your direct radio to, to time-shifted content, that does work. But then there's other powerful things which comes out, like um, you're doing an interview of 20 minutes with somebody. You can only have five of that on air, but you can say, listen, I've got the whole thing, and you people, the people that are really interested in this guy, you can go and you can catch the whole thing. Or you can broadcast more than 24 hours a day, because now you've got infinite capacity to do additional things. So um, there's stuff like um, being able to I have a guest in the studio and continuing the conversation while the music is playing and podcasting that as a separate track. So there's a lot of exciting things, but um, podcasting is a different medium. It, there's a lot of parallels, but there's, there's a couple of things you know really become big in, in podcasting space that you also need to understand regarding time-shifted content. Maybe just to finish off, unless anybody else still has questions for the two of them, um, if somebody in this room wants to have a really successful podcast in, say, a year and perhaps even make some kind of uh, living or money off of it, what are some of the main lessons or the main lesson that you would uh, give them? I'll start with two. Neil, you did the slide, but... Um Tom Webster also spoke about podcasting. A number of people ask me, what should I podcast about? And my first question to them is, what are you really passionate about? Because that's sort of where it starts. Now, people connect with somebody that's passionate about something. And the world is so big that there are people out there that's interested in in that. And if you can get your message across and the passion with that. And then as Brad said, don't be afraid to really go niche. Brad said, go too deep. Um, so... Focus your content if you're talking just about podcasting. Then people ask me, how long should it be? And um, Tom Webster had the answer there. He's also a very successful podcaster. He said, as long as it takes to get your message across, but not so long that you're starting to bore people. And on our platform, we've got content, which is sort of your three minutes, you know, let's say a prank call or something, which is very successful. News clips of five minutes. We've got stuff, you know, Gareth does three times one hour a day. Um, we've got some content, which is, you know, more than an hour. But you need to be very, very good to keep somebody, especially millennials, attention for you know an hour so that you know rather have good quality and stop talking before you start boring people and then the rest of the points we add up in terms of you know the technical I think, execution uh, i think uh, obviously i mean if you if you're in brad's talk you you know there's certain ways in which you need to create the content and um and look at that very very niche uh, area that you're interested in and obviously express your passion but obviously just like anything marketing is the is the is the biggest thing so it's not just about creating a piece of content and putting it up you need to figure out how to market that and you don't need big budgets to do that you just need to be very very clever um and you know it's like blogging you know it's it's it sounds fantastic to become a travel blogger and get paid to travel and and blog but there are it is difficult to monetize uh until you're quite big but podcasting can be in my opinion a lot more lucrative than than um 
than blogging. You know, this paper, these impressions with banner ads and all of that, that's going down in price. Podcasting prices are still, are, are still actually quite attractive. Um, so if you can get a lot of downloads, then it depends how wealthy you want to be. Um, but marketing is the key, is, is, is the key thing. Mm -hmm. All right, Leon Fadfa, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We're still around, but let's go and have lunch. Yeah. <laughs>